Hi and welcome to Steve Race True Crime Podcast. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined by Warren Higgs. And Warren reached out to me on Instagram uh, with some stories he said he'd like to share about uh, a mutual acquaintance that we both had, and that is Reggie Cray. Uh, how are you, Warren? I'm very well, thank you. Good to see you, mate. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for reaching out. Um, just a little bit about you, first of all. Where, where were you? Where are you from? Where were you born? Where were you raised? I was born in Essex, in Orsett. Uh, 1967. Uh, always lived in the area, always lived around here. Uh, scaffolder, worked in and around London all my life. Uh, up to bits and pieces, nothing major. But um, I ended up going to prison for nine years for Section 18, which is attempted murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went to Blunston, met Bradley first. This is Bradley uh, Allardyce, of course. Bradley Allardyce, yeah. He ended up being a cellmate of Regis. Yeah, well, um, it was a bit more than that, I think. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know where you want me to go with this. I'm not. Well, let's to... let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning, Warren. You you, you go to yeah. prison. I mean, look. First of all, um, yeah. you know, section eight, section eighteen is you know, as you've already explained, it's a very serious offence. You, yeah. you you've ended up with a a lot of jail time there. I mean, first of all, from your perspective, how did how did you cope with that going going into a, into prison for that first time? It, I mean, obviously, it was a shock. But, uh, you just get on with it. You just get on with it. I was doing the exercises and we running every day when you could, when they, when you was let out to exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Blunderstone was a, it was a terrible, terrible prison. Really, it was um, oh, it was all corridors and blind spots and things, and it was all people robbing people and for their canteen and stuff like that. They trouble with the blacks. Um, they was literally waiting for the whites to come out of the canteen. They're nicking it off of them. Mm-hmm. And to a lot of them, it was all they had, and it was getting that bad. It, um, in the end, the messages all went round. We're all going to go out, and we're going to confront them. Not mm-hmm. one of them come out on that yard that day. Not one of them. They're just cowards. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I met Bradley on the same wing. He was on the same wing as me. Um, and what was Bradley in for? I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what he was in for. Um was he was he what kind of fella was he was he i mean obviously i, I got a chance very, to meet him very amicable he was all right he was friendly enough he was all right um quite a tall probably as tall as me i'm six foot two he was probably about the same height blondish hair i'd say mm-hmm. um oh, had a load of jewelry on him which he said reggie give to him mm-hmm. um around his neck on his fingers um he, he'd come down the stairs one day me and the geezer i was friendly with at the time was sitting in the in the um TV room watching a bit of telly and the screws office was opposite and he come down like all looked like he was in trouble I don't know what and as he walked into the into where the screws office was you could see that I thought he'd shit himself all down the back of his jeans um <sighs> I was told that it was because he owed a, a debt for drugs and uh the Turk bent him over don't know how true that is but mm-hmm. that's we see it i don't know what happened yeah it looked like he shit himself looked yeah like he shit himself. uh i'm not slagging the man off i liked him i'm just just saying what i see and what i was told yeah um was for reggie we i went to maystone um literally walked onto the wing uh bradley come straight up with reggie introduced me shook my hand and when you're going from prison to prison your stuff doesn't turn up for sometimes a week later 
and you rely on your phone calls to ring your missus or your wife or, or your girlfriend, whatever, your family, um, to say, oh, I've arrived, blah, 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 come up on a visit. But obviously your phone cards and that, which you relied on the phone cards to phone, didn't arrive. First thing Reggie said, there's a phone card. Don't worry about it. Don't give me it back. I went, no, no, I can't take it. Can't take it. Um, he insisted. So I phoned home. Thank you, Reggie. Um, but he was a gentleman. Um, had a few chats in his cell, which was, he had like, um, he liked, liked Indian stuff, like um, dream catchers and stuff like that. Mm. Had in his cell. Um, told me a few stories, which were quite funny. Well, I mean, um, that first that first meeting with Reggie Cray, I mean, I remember mine going to Gartree Prison. I'd never been yeah. to prison in my life. I walked into that visiting room. It was busy. It was noisy. It was a summer, yeah. summer's day. And Reggie was always, as Ron was when I visited him in Broadmoor, I was always, yeah. always wanted to come out last, last one into the visiting room, almost yeah. so he was the centre of attention. But what yeah. struck me, and I'm, I'm six foot two as well, what struck me yeah. was how small he was. Did that surprise you? Small. Right? Yeah. Very small, very frail, I'd say. Um, mm -hmm. He had thick glasses on with hearing aids on them, mm -hmm. which I was surprised about as well. So, But obviously, you get old, you do have these ailments, don't you? But yeah, he was tiny, tiny little skinny man, really. Um, but yeah, he was very nice, very nice gentleman. Mm. But um, he created, he'd create the screws, give them problems here and nothing major, just um, up to no good. Um, what, what kind of problems would he? What kind of problems would he cause? Uh, well, it, I ended up on the cleaners, and he was on the cleaners as well. He never done a thing. He just wandered about did his own thing, which we didn't care anyway. Um, but he was always, you know, drugs. I think uh, a lot of it, and just causing the screws a nightmare. Mm. Um, especially with Bradley on there as well. Um, there was all I was up to something. The screws didn't like it. And in the end, they separated them. I was on Wild Wing with Reggie and they put um, Bradley on Kent Wing, which was over. And when you looked up at the window, you could see the, the other Kent Wing. And um, that night they separated. I mean, I shouldn't laugh, but I did laugh that time. And so did my mate who was next door to me. It was uh, Bradley, Reggie, Reggie shouting across. And uh, Reggie goes, yes, yeah, well, what's the Because he, he never really shout. I never heard him shout. Um, he said, I love you, Reggie. Uh, Reggie's going, I love you too, Bradley. shouting across the yard. And <laughs> it just, at the time, it was a, a really funny, really funny. I love you too. But um, that was good. Um, and then there was another time, because I'm not trying to belittle the man. Um, no, no. When uh, this this uh, young youngest fella come on, Danny, uh, I can't remember his surname, a uh, bragging that he was the best blowjob in in the prison. Right. Well, Reggie was all over him, mate. All over. <laughs> we was on the freeze on the third floor freeze, and mm -hmm. uh, this Danny was on the toes below us. Um, this particular day, I think Reggie, uh, not Reggie, uh, Bradley had gone. They shipped him somewhere else, and. Uh, me and Alan Gutridge was leaning on the thing. We'd done our clean, mopped the floors, whatever. Reggie come out with a pair of like 80 shorts on, just little short shorts. Yeah. With a towel over his arm. Right, Reggie, right, right, boys, he's just gone down, gone down the stairs, gone into Danny's cell. And uh, there was in there, I don't know, however long. And he's come out, Reggie, with his towel round him and his shorts over his arm. So obviously he's changed in or done whatever he's done. 
And uh, Winston Silcott used to be on the on the ground floor. He used to do my washing. He used to pay him for phone cards, do the washing. Just literally walked across going to the showers as uh, this Danny and Reggie was walking down slowly. They went in the and it gets red hot in there and steam and stuff. And all of a sudden, um, <laughs> Winston Silcott come out all soaking his eyes, going, you fucking animals. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine me, me and Adams just bursting out laughing. We'd see this big, he was a yeah. nice man as well, big black man come out all soaking his eyes, complaining about them two up to no good in the in the showers. So that was funny as well. I mean, did it did it surprise you? I mean, that that Reg, you know, was you know gay. I mean, you know, from no. from, from my well, perspective, from my perspective, I don't know if he was gay or whether it has been in there for so long. He needed somewhere to put it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, but my mindset, my mindset has always been, uh, you know, since since things progressed over the years. I mean, I didn't yeah. realize, you know, that Reg was gay. I, he never, it never came up. His sexuality was never mentioned no, on visits. No. He certainly, he certainly never made any kind of movements or whatever towards me on a visit or inclinations or innuendo or no, whatever. Me, um, me. So, so for me personally, uh, Warren, I would never have known. However. With age comes experience. You you you, yeah. you, you know you, you read more, you see more. Lots of stories circulate about yeah. Reg's time in prison. Certainly, certainly those those later years. But for me, it, it, he was either a closet homosexual because he. Let's not forget that Ronnie and Reggie were identical twins, and Ron, yeah. Ron was Ron was openly gay and yeah. open about his sexuality. Um, I think Reg always battled with his sexuality. I mean, he, I think he, he loved been, the he idea. Might have, been, might have been bisexual, you don't know. He might have been, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, like you said, he was in prison for that long that maybe he just needed some kind of relief and that was the only way he was going to get it from somebody yeah. else in prison. I mean, I, I mean, I was sat in his cell with me and him on his own, chatting. Never come across to me, never touched me, never always shook my hand, nothing mm -hmm. else. It was just a man's band, as far as I'm concerned. But um, he was a gentleman. Um, he was funny as well. It was quite funny. Um, mm -hmm. Tell uh, us I about remember. tell us about his cell. You said that he liked he liked Indian stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and I mean, there was everywhere. Yeah, dream stuff. catchers and stuff. Dream catchers, like Indian American Indian stuff. He liked. It was all on the walls and letters and stuff and photos everywhere. And it was not untidy. He wasn't unclean. It was just everywhere. I suppose he's he must have got so much mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that, but more cluttered. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was good as gold. Really was, really was good as gold. I mean, I remember um, uh, near Christmas. That's what I said about the bottle of vodka. We were all playing cards. We used to take turns going to each other's cells to play cards, and it was around Christmas time. And um, was in I can't remember. I think it was it might be Marcel. He just come in and plonked a bottle of vodka on the table. There, yeah, boys. What the it's rich, lovely. So obviously that was a little tot in our tea. Um, and then I remember once uh, Bradley come in one day and he went to, to speak to one of us that was supplying Reggie with ecstasies. Um, Bradley went, I need to speak to you, mate. And uh, this fellow, I'm not going to mention his name. He went, you can speak to us all. We're all mates here. And he went, what is it? What's the matter? He went, please don't give Reggie any more them ease. He went, what's that, mate? And he just pulled his shirt, turned around, pulled his shirt up. And it was all bite marks and bruises on his back. Oh, I didn't laugh, but I had a smirk on my face. So, <laughs> obviously, he's been getting, <laughs> getting a bit loved up. <laughs> but, yeah, 
Um, I mean, that, that photo there, I think that might have been similar to the cell that you were talking about. You know, you can see loads yeah, of pictures. Like there was loads of pictures. There was, yeah, it was not cluttered. It was tidy and clean, but there was stuff everywhere from people that sent him and letters. I mean, I, I, I'm quite artistic, and I got into my calligraphy when I was in there, and he, he, he knew about it, see things that I was doing. I used to write poems, and uh, he asked me to do a few that I'd done, he signed them at the bottom and sold them off for charity. Um, one of them he said got 1500 quid, I think, or was it might have been two grand, I can't remember. But I thought that was a good thing to do. I didn't mind doing it for him. What else could mm -hmm. I do? Um, yeah, he was just doing things like that all the time. Um, I don't know where they went, them calligraphy pieces, but was, yeah, nice. If you, you know, I thought it was quite good that he was doing charity stuff like that. Yeah, he did. He did a hell of a lot yeah. of charity work, which which went unrecognised over over the yeah. years. I've got to be yeah. perfectly honest. I mean, from from you know that time in Maidstone as well. It was it was at that time that he lost his brother, wasn't it? Ronnie Cray. It was. Uh, was passed it's... passed away in February nineteen ninety five. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I mean, he had the the plane go across with uh, Ronnie Cray, legend. Flew right across the prison. I mean, you're not supposed to do that, but he did it. <laughs> and that was, we all laughed and said, look at that. That was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, yeah. What was he like? What was he like in the, in the days after? I mean, I got a phone call. I got a phone call from Reg from Maidstone that morning when Ronnie Craig passed away. And yeah. he was very calm. He was very direct. And yeah. he was, he got into that kind of um, Reg Craig organizing things way of doing things he, he knew what yeah. he wanted he knew how the funeral was going to be he knew what he wanted for his brother and that was it and i mean there was a there was a bizarre moment actually which is available on youtube where he actually ended up on good morning britain's news channel and yeah. was interviewed yeah. um but yeah. what was he like what was he like you know i mean i presume a lot of the the, the, the inmates got around him and gave him support yeah he, he did go a bit quiet um but he kept himself busy as well he was in the gym all the time um and always writing letters, I suppose, he was replying to people. But he was he was all right. He, was, he didn't seem upset, but I don't think he would show that. I mean, whether he, when he got banged up, he might have broken down. I don't know. But he didn't seem like he was upset that much. Um, he, you don't know what's going on in, in the poor man's head. But, yeah, um, he seemed fine. He seemed fine. Just carried on as normal. Just went a bit quiet for a little while. Was was, um, and I mean, obviously, the, the the day of the funeral, I was I was Charlie Cray's mind on that particular day, and yeah. I got a I was in I was at English's funeral partner uh, parlor quite early. Um, I was, you know, it's a unique moment in time for me because looking after Charlie, I went in to see Ron's body as Reg was brought in. So I was yeah. for that brief moment, I was with all three Cray brothers together, all, all being, right. one of them being dead, which was quite a unique experience for me. Um, yeah. But. Reg carried himself fantastically well that day. What was yeah. he like when he got back to prison? Uh, it was just the same. Everyone was giving him his condolences. I mean, I went up, shook his hand straight away, and it was mm. right as rain. Really was. Um, it didn't seem any different, really. Mm. Um, just quieter than normal. But as as I said, he never. I never heard him raise his voice, apart from that once telling Bradley he loved him across the courtyard. Um, mm. I'll never, I'll never heard him. I never see him angry, uh, upset. It was just a pure and utter gentleman, really. And as I say on the visits, he'd, he'd go from table to table to table, saying hello to people, and he, he signed a couple of pe people's autographs for a mate of mine as well. Um, 
uh he sent me missus christmas cards and stuff like that it was good it was it just really was um uh the uh for for ronnie and for charlie cray's funerals he's, he give me their um the what they called with the funeral with the order uh, of service order of service yeah give me two of those for both his brothers um which is nice um yeah he was just a gentleman you know, you know, you see these people say, oh, he got what he deserved. Or what? I don't think he should have been let out a long time ago. I mean, I never knew Ronnie. Um, obviously, he was quite mad, I suppose. He should have been left in there. But um, Reggie could have come out a long time ago. He, wanted, he was, he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't have done no one no, any harm. You know, he was a nice bloke. Why, why do you think Reggie Creed didn't get out of prison? Political, I think. Because they knew the politicians and stuff and it just made a political as well as uh, um making something of it you know the the, the the government you know say like you don't mess with us that sort of stuff you know you mess with the government you you're either gonna die or you're gonna end up in prison the rest of your life that's what i believe so you mentioned the conversations you had you had many conversations with them can you is, is there yeah. any any that stand out uh there's there is a couple about uh I don't know where I say it, but um, there is a farm, and I know the man that, uh, that runs it. It was a pig farm, and I investigated it after when he told me. He said, oh, I know a farm near you, blah, 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 explained it. I went, oh, I know the owner, and uh, it's true. He did take people there on a pig farm to get rid mm -hmm. of bodies. I don't know it's interesting because I never, be I never got that. Ten. I never got that kind of impression from Reg. I spoke to him many times about different things. Um, yeah. I remember going into one visit in Nottingham where he was absolutely furious about yeah. um, the news of the world running a story. Um, I'm not going to say the guy, but one of the former firm members was front page and on pages two and three uh, saying, this is the graveyard where Jack the Hat was buried. Uh, his, his remains were buried. And Reg was yeah. just coming up. Reg was coming up for parole at this time. Um, yeah. So you can imagine the damage that did for Reg's parole hearing. Yeah. Um, I always felt as well, Warren, that the reason he didn't get parole is because he never showed any remorse. He never showed sorry. And I did mention this to Reg on a couple of visits. Um, no when, when we took Yeah. And, and the fact that he never, ever apologised for killing Jack. And the reason that he, he always said to me was that, why should I apologise? Because if I hadn't killed him, he would have killed me. That's what he said to me, yeah. Yeah, he said that to me. So, well, I yeah, it's not good killing anyone. But I mean, if I felt like I was going to be threatened, I think I'd have to do the same. So, yeah, you know, um, okay. I mean, the, the the man went supposedly went in a pub with a shotgun, didn't he? Um, yeah, Jack the Hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking for him. So, yeah, I don't. You know, if you're being threatened like that, can't half blame the man really. But then, you know, the politics side of it, I think, uh, yeah, it's 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 just. Uh, it was never mm. going to get out. Did, did it surprise you how much fan mail Reg got? Because you mentioned about yeah. the letters that he'd written, and I mean, bags I, I, of it. Bags. And sometimes bags it was up to four hundred a week, wasn't it? Sometimes it letters. was ridiculous. It was just bags and bags of like postman sex coming up to him. Like it was just madness, really. Well, good, really, for him. But I don't. Apparently, well, he told me he replied to every one of them, but I, I don't know if he did. Mm. It was a, a lot of work. A lot of work 
just it was incredible. It was incredible to see some of the, you know, some of the the letters that have circulated yeah. over the years. But I, I get the impression that he did, and and I guess it was all down to the film. You know, the fact that the film yeah. came out in nineteen ninety, yeah. and a new yeah. set of Cray fans, if you like, was born. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I was surprised about how, how bad his writing was as well. I don't know. You must. Mm. You've got his writing, and I was surprised about that. Um, I don't know. Um. Well, I never read his book until I went to prison. Never read any of their books. In fact, I never read a book until I went to prison. A uh, whole book. Um, it was just fascinating, really. What you know? You don't know all the truths, do you? You know, you know. Obviously, things get exaggerated. But you know, as far as I'm concerned, he he didn't do. You know, he wasn't a nasty, horrible person. He, he was a nice gentleman, really was. And he tried to help people as well. A lot of people. So. You mentioned the visits earlier on, and and the fact that they were they were comical. Um, yeah. I went on yeah. I went on many visits to Maidstone, where you know I ended up being on a on one vo, um, and and he'd given his visit orders out to to, to to other people, but he'd obtained other inmates' vo's, and he yeah. would sometimes have a collection of maybe 10 or 12 people on a visit and yeah i mean was that was that a regular occurrence it was and then they started towards the end towards um just before i left we was getting a 30 hour, uh yeah we was getting a 20 uh 20 hour 23 hour bang up and they stopped all that walking from table to table you had to seat you had to be seated um and your visitors went and got the food and drink you didn't go so you as a as a con you had to sit there you weren't allowed to get up and walk around so they did towards the end they stopped all that so i don't think he was very happy about it but what, what could he do you think that the uh, the prison officers turned a blind eye with reg because of the fact that he'd served so long i did yeah they did let a lot of things go with him yeah definitely um but um as i said when when Bradley was with him, uh, it, I think it was more probably Bradley, but it become a bit of a bit of a pain to the screws. So they they got rid of uh, Bradley. It was just up to little little niggly things, nothing to put your finger on exactly, but they was just doing things that they didn't like, basically. When you say so, things they didn't like, what, can you can you? you know, well, as you, you say about the drinking and um, the drugs and uh, just they weren't. Um, up to no good not violent wise mm-hmm. i was just doing silly look like reggie wouldn't work if he, he, he was on the cleaners but he didn't do anything and they didn't like it which was silly to me i mean leave him alone poor old sort um mm. we didn't care me and my mates were cracked on let him carry on yeah, that's how, mean, exactly how i remember him that picture there you got there exactly how i remember did he ever did he ever have any confrontations in prison when you were there no no didn't see none of that not at all whether he did on the quiet, I don't know, but I never see any anything like that with him. No, mm. it was always it, it, it talked really quietly. So yeah, he did. A lot of people don't realise that, but he spoke no. very quietly like that, and he yeah, was deaf he in did. one ear as well. He, he put yeah. people on his deaf side on visits who he didn't really want to speak yeah. to as well. <laughs> yeah, but um, whether he was having a word with someone in their ear because he was always people always have to lean over and listen to him. And whether he was having a word with them, having a go at them, I don't know. But it was always quiet, and he never. None of the yeah. people that I uh, was in there with had any problems with him. 
Um, mm. I didn't. Did you ever uh, see any celebrity visitors come to Maidstone to visit them? Um, a, a few, um, not, oh, I say celebrities, not really. EastEnders I mean, cast members. Yeah, them sort of, yeah, them sort of people. I mean, the likes of John, maybe it's the likes of John Altman and, um, you know, yeah. he would visit Mike Reed. Uh, I don't think I'll see Mike Reed. Nah, but uh, there was a few, I wouldn't call them celebrities, but a few people that were, I suppose they are celebrities, but a few people come up. Nothing any notorious else. villains uh no nah, not that i can remember <laughs> not that i yeah. can remember at all yeah it, it, but he, he was um on a visit as you said it was quite interesting watching him going from table to table to table and leaving these poor visitors sitting there you know <laughs> um uh, i don't know it was quite quite amusing yeah, I often tell the story about uh, the very first visit I had with him in, in Nottingham when he was moved there. And uh, yeah. there was a young lad, pale-faced, um, probably about 10 stone wet through. When he came over the table and Reg goes, um, this is poor Marcus Henry. He said, this is, me, this, is, this is me friend. He's a good burglar. And I went to Reg. I said, well, if he's a good burglar, what's he doing in here? Yeah, what's he doing in prison? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Reg, Reg looked deadpan and poor. <laughs> Paul and me never got on after that, um, nah. which which was a nightmare because obviously um, a couple of years later in Blunderstone when we got the family day visit, um, I, I, I was on the family day visit uh, on the twenty third of December, which was for Christmas, uh, which yeah. meant you had an all you got an all day visit, and yeah. I looked I looked at the invite and I got a letter from Reg and said you and Paul will be coming to the visit together, and I was like, oh my god, oh, no. <laughs> so I had to spend yeah. an entire Christmas dinner with yeah. not only with reg but with poor marcus henry so uh that was well, uh yeah not the best yeah. of christmas celebrations i've got to be honest the and i found it interesting <laughs> i found it interesting that day as well that reg reg actually because you know you you don't know what what, what to expect and, and he came out nah. of the box and he'd obviously traded stuff um yeah. and he, he came out i got a i remember getting a naff naff pencil case with with a pen yeah. a pencil and a ruler in uh, yeah. i got a a cowbell don't ask. I've got no idea where he got that from, uh, which was like, uh, it, it was like a, just a, well, it is what it says, a bell. Um, I got uh, an, I got a pair of trainers, which looked as if they'd seen better days and something else. I, but it was, it was the thought that counts, I guess, but it was yeah, just, a yeah. it was bizarre to actually be getting Christmas presents off Reg. Uh, you on that you could get anything in there though, right? You could, if you had the, that's, that was the currency, was the phone cards. I think they've stopped it now. But you can yeah. get anything with the phone cards. You get someone to, in the in the carpenter shop to knock your summit up or whatever. You can get anything in there. So, yeah. Was Maidstone was Maidstone a better prison than Blunderstone for you? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Did which did one of them have a swimming pool? Yeah, that was Maidstone. Yeah, that was Maidstone. So that made a yeah. big difference, I guess. Well, I mean, Reg yeah. Reg clearly liked to go in the pool. I think. Yeah, we all did. Um, uh, in the winter, it used to, it was that hot in there as well. You couldn't see one in from the other for the, for the uh, steam. Mm. Um, I remember in a splash and I, I looked behind and there was a black guy jumped in. Thought it was a shallow end. It was a, it was a deep end. I just carried on walking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and another time, uh, I was swimming in there and there was this a foreigner, I don't know, whatever you want, Turk or whatever. And Joe, the jets of water that come out of the pipes, he had his trunks pulled down and he was giving himself a little wash up the arse i never went in there after that um yeah yeah just scum just scum mate i mean reg reg used to like to keep yourself fit in prison and i've dug this was, one out which uh, was reg doing some showing his boxing skills um, he was always always on the bag he was always boxing 
doing some sort of fitness. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a good photo, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that, that photo, was, yeah. there was a couple, couple brought out there, but that, that was in Maidstone in 1995. Uh, from that was, that's yeah. where those images came from. I, I yeah. mean, what kind of, what kind of music and stuff was he listening to? He liked Teddy Feet, really. He listened to, I don't think he likes like the heavy nightclub stuff, but he likes things that I like, like jazz and blues and stuff like that. He, Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I remember um, him requesting a bit of Shabba Ranks off me at one point. Yeah, that sort of thing. He listens to that sometimes. Yeah, but he likes. I think he likes his jazz more than anything. Yeah. Dean Martin. I remember him listening to. Dean Martin. Yeah, yeah. That sort of stuff. And I he always used to get up early as well. He was an early riser. A lot of the letters that yeah. I've got from him, and I've probably got over two hundred letters from Reg over a ten-year period, which yeah. which I kept a hold of, and um, a lot of them were like three thirty a.m. 4 a.m. Yeah, and you used to get up get up that early to start writing the letters and it was like you say the the, the writing as anybody will tell you who's seen a career letter it, it's very much like a doctor's shorthand it is it is yeah terrible writing and it takes you a while to read it <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah but yeah don't surprise that's probably why harry got harry replied to all his fan mail that he said to me he replied to everyone he, yeah. he would have had to get up at that time to to clear all them them letters because there was so many i know back back, a little bit earlier than when he met you i I remember him uh, for a period of time having a guy called jeff reynolds um who was used to used to call himself reg's secretary so some of the letters and i've some of the letters i've got are uh, reg was too busy today Uh, he's asked me to drop you a line and ask you to ring (laughs) this person uh and then he would sign off jeff reynolds reg's secretary i never met him but it was always interesting yeah, he never, he never had a secretary when I was there, but yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it, it was a, it was an absolute gentleman, legend, whatever. Yeah, I, I liked him a lot. It was nice, really. Was when nice. Brad, when Bradley left, when Bradley left, I mean that that must have been a bit heartbreaking for him. I mean, you've you've mentioned that, that there was an exchange of you know I love yous through the the cell bars yeah. when he got moved from from wheeled wing onto a different wing. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it must have hurt him when he was moved out of the prison. I remember getting a letter yeah. off him saying he was disappointed that he'd left. Yeah. Yeah, he was a bit disappointed. Um, and then that Danny came on the scene, I and mean, he seemed to chirp up a bit. So, yeah, mm. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah obviously. Yeah. Yeah. He, the, fight for, the fight for freedom for Reg was something which I partook in. You know, I was involved in, in numerous yeah. campaigns. I, I, you know, I helped like a lot of other people did up and down the country to try and raise, you know, raise awareness that he'd done, yeah. you know, he'd done too long. And especially after Ron died. But the thing that really tended to seem to change things for the better um was roberta coming on the scene and of course roberta yeah. was somebody who was you know uh you know you know middle class woman very well spoken her dad yeah. was very high profile um and for her to fall in love with reg um seemed a little bit unbelievable i think for a lot of um casual observers but she yeah. really seemed to change his life for the better Warren. yeah i think she did yeah i think she did actually i do remember seeing her now seeing that photo yeah 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 and she she really came in with it with it with a bit between her teeth and i remember getting you know she she drove the campaign she started to isolate reg more from the, the you know the the former villains you know in, yeah. in and around his circle got rid yeah. of a lot of the hangers-on and the charlatans and what she yeah. did do was was build up a, a successful legal team which was headed by a guy called trevor lynn yeah. and she really started to make inroads into the system and Obviously, Reg appreciated what she was doing, and uh, he popped the question. Yeah, good on him, though. Fair play. Fair play. 
And were you in Maidstone when were you in Maidstone when the wedding took place? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think I was. Nah, I'm not. Because sure. they got married. They got married in 1997. And uh, yeah, see, un- I think I'd left. I think I'd left then. Unbeknown to uh, you know, unbeknown to people these days, you know, it's very difficult for wedding photos to actually come out of prison. Um, yeah, yeah. Charlie Salvador, who obviously I I still go down to see to this day, has always struggled when he married Paula. Um, you know, he's, yeah. he he couldn't get the wedding photographs even when she passed away. God bless yeah. her. Uh, he, he couldn't get the he couldn't get the wedding photographs to even put in a coffin, which yeah, which is, which is crazy. Yeah. But you know, with with Reggie, he seemed to find he seemed to find love, and um, it, yeah. he looked as if he was getting closer to a, a chance of potential yeah. freedom. But then he was hit with he was then hit with illness. I mean, where were you? Were you released or were you in a different prison when you heard the news about Reggie oh. taking ill and being released on you know oh, on was... compassionate grounds? I was released. I was nineteen ninety nine. I was released. Um, yeah, I was only there most time for about eighteen months. So I, I do believe I missed the wedding. I was there for when Ronnie died because mm-hmm. the aeroplane that went over. But yeah, no. I, as I say, it was only eighteen months, and he was an absolute gentleman. Yeah, and he did tell me some stories. Some that I don't would really want to say. But <laughs> um, any other stories you can share, Warren? Um, just uh, he, he still loved Francis so much. He, he told me that it's, you know that was the love of his life. Um, people were saying that he never ever had, cons- you know, had sex with her, but I don't know about that. It, it didn't. It didn't say that to me, but he just loved her so much. Really did. So, it's weird because I've I've got exactly the same recollection. I mean, on, yeah. on more than one occasion, um, yeah. you know, I had conversations with Reg, and, and we didn't dwell on the past too much. And I would only ever no. talk about the past with Reg if he brought it yeah. up, and if there was a situation where something was in the newspapers uh, about yeah. something in his past, then he would reflect. And there, yeah. there was a lot of reflection. What once Ron had died because. A lot of people don't know, but Ron and Reg used to get two visits to each other a year. They used, to, you know, one yeah, one, you know, on, on one on one month, uh, Reg could go to Broadmoor and he would be yeah. transferred to Broadmoor, and they would have a visit at Broadmoor, and then they would get another visit in in whatever prison he was in, and Ron would yeah. be brought to see him. It was pretty hush hush. It wasn't well publicized because, but they got that it was compassionate by the prison authorities because they were twins, yeah. Um, yeah. and that that in itself was was quite unique in the prison system. Um, but yeah, that, but you're right about Francis. That that is something which he deeply, he, he deeply regretted. And I think I don't know whether you ever saw the deathbed interview that he gave, which was on the BBC. Um, uh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. But when he talks about one other, I always feel that it was Francis he was talking about. And yeah. I, and I don't mean that. The, I don't yeah. mean that anybody murdered her. It's quite clear she took her own life. Oh, but no. I feel no. I feel that he felt that whatever had gone on in their relationship whatever part Ron had played, I feel he felt that the, the twins were responsible for what happened yeah. earlier, you know? Yeah. I mean, when he when he spoke about it, I didn't ask him about it. He, he mentioned it to me without me prompting him at all. He, he just come straight out of it, and which surprised me, really. But, yeah, he just loved it a bit. Really did. And his mum. He goes go on about his mum a bit sometimes, um, his aunts. He didn't really tell me too much. About his mm. mum and aunts, but he just said how much you know they influenced him in his life. Him and yeah, his but, but yeah, and obviously Charlie, of course, met a similar end. And I mean, I went, I went into the, yeah. I went into the the witness box as a character witness for that for Charlie. Setup, 
yeah, I mean, what 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 was your views on that as a, as a as somebody who served time yourself? I, I mean, it's it's hard to preaching to the public sometimes and trying to explain yeah. to them what actually does go on in the real world. But Charlie was set up. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't there. I never knew the man either. But um, from what I can gather is the police just literally was out for him because of his name, Cray, and they got him. Mm. Poor man. Yeah, he was a straight goer, I think, for far as I'm concerned. Obviously, he might have dabbled a bit, but he was a straight goer, I'd said. Yeah, just set him right up, yeah. Give him a death sentence, 100%. Yeah, they did. They did give him a death sentence. Does it surprise you now that, you know, Reg has been gone uh, 22 years? And, yeah, that surprised me, yeah. And, and, and essentially now, you know, we've just seen it in, in recent weeks, three-part series on ITV, Secrets of the Craze, then, yeah. you know... Yeah. Led that you know after the after the successful film that Ray Burdis did in 1990, we've had numerous other films. We've had Legend with Tom Hardy playing both of the twins. Brilliant film. Um, <laughs> it makes me Does it? Does it? <laughs> we've even have the we've even had the government this week that we're recording this use the same line about you you right. know yeah. going with a shooting coming with a pea shooter instead yeah. of guns. But yeah. does it surprise you? For a shooter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 20 does it surprise you 22 years after the death that people are still making movies still making documentaries and still writing books it does surprise me to some extent but then no they're both legends aren't they really i mean what they did they never hurt anyone but their own um they never done anything bad as far as i'm concerned i know they kill people but they did help people in, the, in their local community even when they was out so and when and when they was in they still helped as much as they could. I know he was probably skimming off the top, but you know, who can blame me for that? Where's his money coming from? Can't live off thin air in prison. You know, if no one's sending you any money, what are you going to live on? So I can't blame him for that if he did skim. Well, he's, he's bound to have done. So, Do you think so, there'll ever be any, any anybody like the Crays again? No, not in today. Uh, there's too many cameras about. There's too many people that get their phones out and film things and Nah, nah. Mm -hmm. If you go into crime now, you're, you're it's a mugs game. It's it's not good. No, it's, it's just, just get a job. <laughs> it's yeah, the only way forward. Just get a job. It's it's so. good it's good advice, and uh, you know it's yeah. it's certainly a message that we've tried to spread on this channel whenever we've whenever we've had people on. Um, last couple of minutes really just just last memories of last memories of reg i mean obviously you met him you, you spent some time with him um you know what you know what are your what are your final memories of reg the final well when i was leaving that day when i was going to another prison to semi-open prison come straight up to me shook my hand he said look just make sure you look after your family and that's all he said i went thanks reg and i went i left that was it i never heard from him again never sent any more christmas cards to me mm -hmm. missus he only sent them uh, that once, that one year. But, it's, you know, he's got too, too many people to send photos to or pictures to or letters to. Anyway, so I was probably, left, as soon as I left that prison, I was out of his mind. Mm. But, yeah, as I said, he comes straight up to me and just make sure you look after your family. Great stuff. Thanks for, honestly, Warren, thank you for sharing it. I'm hoping and praying that you managed from 1999 to manage to, to stay away from trouble and, and keep your nose clean. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Warren, honestly, it, you know, it's the first time we've had anybody on the channel who actually served some time with Reg. And thank oh, you okay. so 
thank you so much for reaching out. It's been a pleasure to listen to your stories and your Brilliant. memories and giving a different perspective. Uh, wishing you all the best, mate. Good luck. I wish I could tell you more, but out of respect for the man, I'll, I'll keep stunned for the minute. I'll think about it. Yeah. No, right. well done. Listen, right. putting your head above the parapet is very difficult to do. Yes. You've done it. Um, I think let's see whether Bradley Allardyce is bringing the book out. I believe he is. It'll be interesting right. to see what stories he has, and then maybe you might go down the same road, Warren. Okay, mate. Yeah, we'll see what he says. <laughs> All right, cheers, mate. Take care, mate. God nice, bless. Nice to meet you. Cheers, bye. And you, mate. Bye.